on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Hey folks, Donald Trump's in the solidarity phase of his crisis playbook. The man who is the leading candidate for the Republican nomination seems to be surviving the unsurvivable time and time again. The question though, are there enough Trump loyalists to keep him afloat? Or is Trump now running out of his nine lives? I'm Aaron Young, let's get started. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. So Donald Trump has hated his first arraignment day in Manhattan about two months ago, and it looks like the same sort of script will play out this time too. The former US president is facing criminal charges of unlawfully keeping national security documents and lying to officials who tried to recover them. Not great PR for the man vying to return to the Oval Office next year. Far from the desired gift for Trump, who faces court in the same week as his birthday. It's no surprise though, he's calling this a hoax. I'm an innocent man. I'm an innocent person. Uh, they had the Mueller hoax, the Mueller report, and that came out. No collusion after two and a half years that was set up by Hillary Clinton and Democrats. But this is what they do. This is what they do so well. If they would devote their energies to honesty and integrity, it would be a lot better for our country. They could do a lot better. They could do a lot of great things. All right, so let's peel back the layers one by one here. Trump's sticking with his narrative that the whole situation is an assault on his supporters. We heard from him at a rally in Georgia saying, quote, they're not coming for me, they're coming after you. And it seems to be working. A recent CBS poll finding 61% of GOP primary voters will not give their, or give, will give their support to Trump, I should say. Now that's well ahead of his competitors like Ron DeSantis on 23%, support for his former VP Mike Pence sitting at a paltry 4%. So how are his contenders using this indictment to their advantage? Everyone can take something out of this, of course. And can they even do that? Nikki Haley is trailing in the polls and she is having a real crack. If this indictment is true, if what it says is actually the case, President Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security. More than that, I'm a military spouse. My husband's about to deploy this weekend. This puts all of our military men and women in danger. If you are going to talk about what our military is capable of or how we would go about invading or doing something with one of our enemies. And if that's the case, it's in, it's reckless. It's frustrating. All right, so one man to help break it all down is Bruce Walby from the U.S. Study Center. Bruce, great to have you with us. What have you made of, I guess, the biggest news in the world when it comes to Trump? It always is, isn't it, Aaron? Um, and the big news is, of course, this indictment, the first federal criminal indictment against a former president, and it's uh, completely dominating the airwaves and it's dominating the politics. Trump believes he is a very strongly positioned inside the party to fight this off and to consolidate further his position. He's leading in the polls of Ron DeSantis by 30 or more points and by the other candidates by 50 or more points. And, and he's also doing two things. First, he's saying that what we have here is Joe Biden's Justice Department moving to remove him from the presidential race because of, uh, through criminal charges. And he says that is just highly politi politicized. He's also working to ensure that his people understand that. And as you have quoted, when he says, they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. And as of now, a, a strongest majority of Republican voters believe that Trump is being attacked unfairly, he should stay in the race, and they want him as their nominee. 
So, Bruce, just explain to us what it actually will mean for uh, the Republican Party in a situation like this. We're in uncharted territory, so it's hard to say. I mean, the big question really for next year as this evolves, and I think there will be further indictments of Trump in Georgia on the uh, counting of the presidential race in 2020. Will the Republican voters who want to get the White House back very badly, who really hate Joe Biden, who really think he's too old and too radical and extreme, will they desert Trump because Trump's life will be very complicated, where he's spending every day in a courtroom and then every night on the campaign trail? Or do they want a Trump populist who has all the policies, but none of this legal baggage? That, uh, that has not happened yet. Uh, his opponents hope that it ultimately will. But for now, he is shockingly so, defying gravity, still the front runner for the Republican presidential nomination. Why? Why do you believe that his supporters are still so much higher, his support base so much higher than Ron DeSantis? Poor Nikki Haley, where is she? I mean, Chris Christie joining the ranks as well. He is just able to swat them away. He served them for four years and they believe that he is their champion. And they believe that he is that he delivers and wants to deliver on everything from immigration and closing the borders to building America back, bringing manufacturing home, winning the trade war with China, getting rid of uh, for unwanted foreign wars, getting rid of international global institutions, from military from NATO to the World Health Organization uh, to trade uh, to international trade agreements. And that he stands up for them, the forgotten Americans, the silent majority. And he, uh, they have faith in him still. It has not been broken yet. Why can't the other players talk to those people? But they think that they will over time. And I think Ron DeSantis is probably the strongest position because of his successful record uh, as in achieving what he wants to achieve in Florida, winning by 20 points in the midterm elections last November. And that, uh, and, they, and he's not been, he, he's not proven yet. He, and there's plenty of time for him to do it. The first primaries are in January and February. So he has time to reset, rebuild, make ties. He's also positioning himself to the right of Trump. In Florida, there is a six-week abortion ban compared to other states that vary between 12 and 15 uh, under the repeal of Roe. So he's being hardline on abortion. He says he wants to be more hardline on who he appoints to the Supreme Court, even more conservative justices than Trump appointed. He's um, uh, very strong against gun control. So DeSantis wants to um, distill his policies to reach the Trump voters. And over time, given Trump's legal issues and DeSantis' strength on these policy issues, uh, begin to take back ground and overtake Trump to be, for the nomination. As Trump faces court, he's making history, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is, because we haven't been in this situation before. Be I mean, people are speculating now, Aaron, if he's ultimately convicted in these trials and who knows whether these trials in New York or now Florida will occur before the election. Trump certainly wants to just, just stretch it out until after the election, that if he's convicted and he goes to jail, there's nothing that disqualifies him from being president sitting in jail. I mean, this is the absurd positions that people are, are seriously talking about. And so I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I can tell you. It's going to absolutely shake the foundations of American democracy as this continues. And there's another layer to this. Um, his supporters, there is a radical fringe of his supporters that believe they're entering a wartime footing over these issues and this man with Democrats. 
And the prospects for violence in America, political violence in America, arising out of this are very real. Yeah, it's pretty scary when you talk about it that way. But what about the undecided voters? Are there enough of them who could be swayed to believe, as Trump wants them to, that this is a witch hunt? Uh, I think that most independent voters, which I liken to the teal voters here in Australia, uh, have doubts, growing doubts about Trump's viability uh, because of the legal issues. They don't necessarily agree with him on the policies, but they disagree with the man. And anyone who looks at Trump today and how he campaigns, he's as extreme as ever. Uh, he is um, saying things that are as radical as ever. In other words, he's less confined than he was when he was president. And that's his learning. He says, I could accomplish more in a second term because I know exactly what I want to do. But that alienates the uh, independence. But then uh, against who? Joe Biden, who most Americans believe is too old. Uh, they do not want him to run again. And I think Biden being in that position, notwithstanding his relative success as president, uh, is that um, groups that support him very strongly, I'm thinking of black Americans, I'm thinking of younger voters, that their, that their turnout will be depressed because they, they're not enthusiastic about Joe Biden having a second term. We are, of course, speaking with Bruce Wolpe. Do stay with us, of course, because we're going to be discussing after the break some of the other contenders when it comes to the Republican Party. I'm Aaron Young. Stay with us. <laughs> 